Hi guys. I have some fun on here. I'm gonna suck your fucking dick. All right, and welcome to the Totally Inappropriate Radio Show here on the Skyhawk After Dark Radio Network. And welcome one and all, and if you didn't know, I am the living legend herself, the amazing icon, yeah, it's me, Kimber Haven, the fucking porn icon. That's right, everybody, it's actually me. I feel like, you know, that that Reddit autocorrect interview, you know, it's actually me. Going online, it's actually me. So who do I got to my left? Now that I'm so shocked that it's actually me. The incredibly annoyed, Lexus. Why are you incredibly annoyed? Because every fucking week that intro gets longer and longer and longer, and it's all about you. Why are you looking like, you know, like you've been working the plantation today? God, I hate you. I know. I so hate you. I know. <sighs> you wish I was working your plantation. <laughs> what? What does that even mean? I don't even know what that even means. You're in your fucking white privilege. What, what, what the fuck? Now, now, now you gotta uh, use the white card against me, huh? Yep. So you, you make bias towards me because the color of my skin. Yep. You you make judgment towards me. You people do it to me all the time. You just look at my kind and go, they like pumpkin spice latte. Is that white how you are? Mm-hmm. What? White people be like. Oh, whatever. <laughs> all right, so. Tell them about you. What, what do they need to know about you? I, they don't need to know anything. I mean, I'm awesome. I don't need to say it. People just know. I don't need a long intro like some people. You going to tell me your name? I did. I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. That, of course you weren't because it wasn't about you. No, that's how much you of an impact you're You don't pay attention right to now. shit that's not about you. That's how much of an impact you're making. You don't just... listen. I have to constantly tell you. I know you... Listened, or huh? I know huh? you were, you heard me, but you weren't listening. Did I? Was I, I? I'll constantly have to tell you that. And then, you? then it's like, we just discussed this. Obviously, you weren't listening because it's not about you. That happens all the fucking time. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I know you weren't. It's not about you. <laughs> but oh my if, God, who the hell cares? If I say, who cares? Oh, Kimber. Jesus. Kimber, you're so great. Then you'll be like, oh, I know. I'm trying to get to you, Raven, honestly. <laughs> uh, she's venting about me. She is. I see. I hit a nerve. Obviously, she wants. Well, there's a lot of things it, she if has. It's not her venting about you. It's me. It's always one of us. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. So who do we Your got? turn. Who do we got in the production booth? You have the all-powerful Raven oh, Rocks. the all-powerful. God damn it is fucking barren as fuck in the chat room today. 
It's one of the first nice weekends we've had in months. That's true. <laughs> Everybody's out having fun. Trust me, if we didn't have the show, I'd be out riding a trail somewhere. And or they're hungover from yesterday. Yeah, but you see, oh, Cinco de Mayo oh. thing? Yeah. Yeah, the totally white people made up holiday. It's just another fucking holiday that white people have made up to give them the excuse to drink. Just like St. Patty's Day. I was just about to say, I feel you, Lexus. <laughs> it's like the other day, I was like, because uh, Raven's like, ah, St. Patty Pride, it's St. Patty's Day. And she's like, it's too bad I don't drink. I'm like, what? what? Okay, th- that's the holiday of your people, right? She's like, yeah. I'm like, where are you celebrating? She's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything I'm about this. I'm not that Irish. <laughs> Isn't did, it when St. Patrick <clears throat> cleared all the snakes out? Yes. Yes. Yes, Beater. Yes, Beater. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I knew that at some point in time, but you both know my memory. Yes, Beater. You more know more about St. Patty's Day than the Irish person. So, okay, let's switch it then. If she knows what your holiday is, even though it's not her holiday, period, what does Cinco de Mayo celebrate? <laughs> well, do you know? No, I don't fucking know. Okay, uh, now I I know basics, oh. but I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna Mexican let, Halloween. I don't know. I'm gonna let uh, Lexus correct me once I say what I think it is because I have a basic understanding of Cinco de Mayo. But from uh, for all of our listeners, my basic understanding is this: a celebration of independence for a particular town, and they're the only people that celebrate it because it was their particular independence. It has nothing to do with Mexico; it has to do with a particular town, and they're the only ones who actually celebrate this because it only affected them. Now, Lexus, you know the full story, so am yeah, I close? Yeah, it's a celebration of their victory over the French. Uh, forces at the Battle oh, of Puebla. Oh, you mean white people trying to take your shit? Yes, yeah. of course. <laughs> so, but who celebrates it? Be- uh, Puebla. Puebla. Mm-hmm. Be- Pue- it's the Battle of Puebla. Sounds sexier when she says that. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so it's a local festival. Yeah. How did a local festival become a national holiday? White people must have gone there. I don't know. <laughs> well, they haven't uh, done that with, uh, what is it, De Morda or something? The Day of the Dead. Oh, Dia de los Muertos. It does sound hot, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you know you want her to talk Spanish while she's getting freaky with you. It's <laughs> awesome. It sounds so hot. I think we celebrated Dia de los Muertos once. And it was a little weird. I mean, I think the whole funeral thing is morbid, but this was a little weird too to me. So yeah. I I don't understand where people have their last wishes because it's like, dude, you're gonna be fucking dead. Uh, maybe I'll keep them. Maybe I won't. Well, you'll fucking know. Well, you fucking care. It's like I want to be. I want my ashes to be. Uh, spread across the ocean. You're like, yeah, sure, I'll take care of that. You get their fucking asses. You're like, yeah, whatever. You're going on the mantle. They're stuck in the closet somewhere. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's not not like they know. You want to be spread over the ocean so they dump you down the toilet. There you go. You'll make your way to the ocean eventually. (laughs) You 
you're fucking dead. You don't fucking care. Don't give me your last fucking wishes. Hey, when when my dad died, I didn't even have any clue what he wanted. So one of my aunts had to tell me he wanted to be cremated. And then everyone was telling me where he wanted his ashes spread. And in the state of New York, it was totally illegal where I put him. That is some romantic <laughs> bullshit. Because, you know, to me, if it was legal, I'd say when I pa- uh, when I kick the bucket, just throw me in the trash can, have the garbage man pick me up, take me to the dump. I mean, what do I fucking care? I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, what's going to happen to my ashes if I go first? Because you do care. You do fucking care. <sighs> First off, I have my plan for your ashes, but that's just for my own selfish benefit. But I'm going to invest some big money. I'm going to get one of those really expensive real dolls. I'm going to have a custom made oh to look like God, her. Oh, my God, that's gross. Yeah, I'm going to make it look like her, and I'm going to put the ashes inside the real doll. Now. And then I'll have somebody to sleep with. <laughs> Jasmine, a fellow porn star we all know. She, uh, her husband passed. She actually had some of the ashes saved, had it turned into tattoo ink, and wants to get a tattoo with her husband's that, That's ashes. pretty sick, too, though. I mean, uh, it, well, it is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. But it's sweet. What? <laughs> if you're in the Adam family. <laughs> so we have a death to announce. We do. We Another do. one? We do, but even though I know who this person is, I know neither one of you will know who this person is. Because I'm when I announce this death, I'll tell you right now, if you know who this person is, congrats. You're old and very white. Gordon Lightfoot died at 84. Oh, I know who he is. I have no idea Isn't who he, he is. the guy that wrote the, the song about the ship sinking? And Yes. Yeah. I He's know a folk he singer. Oh, that's why I don't He know. also did Don Quixote, Through I guess, the Woodlands, Through the Valley. Guess I'm old and white. <laughs> he does very white folk music stuff. He was big in the 60s when folk music had his big Yeah, thing. I had no idea who he was. Sorry. Yeah, Gordon Lightfoot. He was a folk singer. He was a white folk singer. He just died at 84. And like I said, the only people that would know who the fuck Gordon Lightfoot are are white people of... Uh, Raven's age or older. Um, but yes, that he did that song. Yes. So even though I don't celebrate single, I'm Maya, impressed, Raven. I would. You're very white. Take tequila shots <laughs> just to take tequila shots. I do love me some tequila. No, you don't. I do. No, you don't. I she do. loves it. It doesn't love her. Yeah. She, <laughs> she, she would take a few tequila shots. The next day, she would say, kill me. <laughs> Just fucking get it over with and kill me. I don't even want to I don't know. That day covers. we went and had margaritas. Yeah, I didn't I was, have an issue. You were, as Pink Floyd would say, comfortably numb. You weren't drunk, but you felt it. Speaking of which, when are you going to have your next girl's day? Well, now we have options. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you girls. For the used longest to go out time, we just fun. had to fit it in when we could fit it in, but now we have options. You used to go out and have fun because I don't. <laughs> so you're like, have fuck fun. you, there. We got to go out and have go fun. Go to TJ Maxx. What's that? That's a store, right? Oh, Jesus. That's a store, right? Yes, it's a fucking store. What do they store. sell? Everything. Maxi pads or something? <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. 
They named a store after maxi pads. I don't That's know. all you can get there. I don't shop. I don't go to stores. I, I, okay. Uh, now, Lexus can back oh, me up on so this. So, wait. Just because it says Max? So, Mad Max was just an angry maxi pad? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Mel Gibson still is. Uh, so, Lexus can back me up on this. I shop so infrequently that I honestly don't believe I've gone to Walmart in... <sighs> God, year and a half, two years. I don't think I've been to Walmart in that long. I've become bougie. I have Walmart deliver I, shit. To I haven't my gone house to the gro- yeah. I haven't gone to the grocery store in a year and a half, two years. No, yeah, I can't say you, that. You don't know the price of shit. But I have been in the parking lot before. Ooh, I've been seen in the car while she went in. Got it, it was so hilarious. She hits me up the other day. She's like, "I'm on my way home with 17 cases of Diet Coke. It was on sale." <laughs> <laughs> How many was it? It was 13. 13, Jesus. So you you have a problem. What? You have a problem. I drink one soda a day. You drink one case a day. Lexus, that 13 cases will last you 13 weeks. Okay. 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 We got to talk about this because Rodney is bringing some shit up that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I want to talk about because he brings up the fact that he's like happy early Mexican Mother's Day. Now, I, I, I know you probably are not aware of this, Raven, because I was not, because we are white. No, I am aware of it. But they have a different Mother's I Day. I know, I, I know. They also have a different Thanksgiving. <clears throat> well, obviously. <laughs> because they weren't over here having lunch with the Indians. <laughs> uh, so what... What I wanted to bring up is how cheap Lexus really is. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> because Ronnie brings up Mexican Mother's Day. And now that we're talking about it being a different day, I want to explain to you how cheap Lexus <laughs> is. Because Lexus is cheap to an extreme, even with her own family, her mother. So I will let Lexus explain <laughs> to you what she did to save money. <laughs> okay, so Mexican Mother's Day is on May 10th this year, okay? Okay. So I was shopping for my Mother's Day gift. I'm going to send my mom something. I didn't know what I was going to send her. I knew it was going to be something, but I, I bought her a azalea bonsai tree, which is really, really pretty. Um, we A few months back, we sent her all of our bonsai seeds, you know, because we figured <laughs> she has the time to do it. I keep asking her about it. She does not do it because she's like, I'm just too lazy to do it. So I sent her an already made bonsai tree. But as I go to have it delivered, it's extra money to do it on Mother's Day. It's like $30 more. So you delivered it so on, I Mexican delivered Mother's on Mexican Mother's Day. To save money. <laughs> so let's Hey, just, I do the same shit. You're the one. Wow, you really did like that juice. Fucking yeah, that good. shit. So you're the one who has to leave the show early today. So is there anything you want to talk about today? Um, let's see. Let me let me look at my notes because I know that I had some stuff, but I don't remember what it was. Because I want to give you the platform because you have the limited time. Well, I wanted to talk about Cinco de Mayo and you know the whole because everybody, like all the white people, are always like Happy Cinco de Mayo. I'm like, why, why? I don't understand why you're telling me this. Okay, what 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 irks you 
okay, let me ask you a question based on that. Okay. Does it irk you more for people to say happy Cinco de Mayo, or does it make you more uncomfortable for people to say thank you for your service? Oh, that one really <laughs> annoys me. And it doesn't annoy me. It just makes me feel... I don't know, unworthy, because it's not like I thought, I'm going to go serve my country for all those Americans out there. No. I did it for a fucking selfish reason. I needed college paid. So mm. which would you <laughs> rather have? Would you rather have somebody say, happy Cinco, would you rather have a white person look at you and say, hey, happy Cinco de Mayo? Or would you rather have a white person look at you when you're out and about and you're wearing a t-shirt or something that says Coast Guard and says, thank you for your service, which would you rather have? I would rather somebody say happy Cinco de Mayo because then, wow. I, then I could school them and I could say, you would know. you school you know, them? You know what's weird? I don't know if you've run into this before. Somebody who is also a veteran will say thank you for your service and you're like, it kind of cancels each other <laughs> yeah. out. Now I got to say it back to you, and I just sound stupid. It yeah. reminds me of that Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> you know Chevy what Chase really? Movie. Doctor, doctor, doctor. Yes. Yeah. You know what really annoys me is when you run into another veteran and they've got stories, and you just want to get the fuck out of there, yeah. and then your best friend fucking <laughs> runs away. I knew where you were going <laughs> with okay, that. You're gonna have to tell this story. You can't just throw that out there. You have to tell about. How often this happens and how quickly hey, Raven just being becomes the a tranny, ninja. I don't I don't engage unless I have to. Nin- okay. Fucking every tranny has a smoke bomb in their pocket they can throw down and disappear. So go ahead. So we, we it was Christmas time and we went to Harbor Freight. Okay. Now everybody we have an old furnace, really old diesel furnace. And I was looking for this tool that we used to use on the ship that measures how much fluid you have in a tank. And so I was, that's specifically what I was looking for. So I was talking to Raven about it. I'm like, okay, it was this, you know, tape measure that has this heavy, um, just weight at the bottom and, you know, you, you drop it in the tank and then you see how much fuel you have by pulling it up because it's a tape measure. And he was obviously eavesdropping. And <laughs> he's like, on the ship? You were on a ship? I said, yeah, I was, I was in the Coast Guard. And he's like, I was in the Navy. And then, poof, she's fucking <laughs> gone. And then the worst part was he was in a wheelchair. He only had one leg. And his little nub was shaking. And I'm like, oh, oh my God, please uh, get me out of here. Okay, Raven. Okay. Now, when did you realize it was time to throw the smoke bomb and leave? Generally speaking, as soon as somebody starts talking about the military, I try to disappear. Oh, my God. Okay. Because they're going to ask me. So it's true. You did it purposely. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So you abandoned your friend, your best friend. Well, it's not like I ran out of the store. (laughs) Immediately. I just knew she was going to be tied up for a few minutes, oh, so I kept searching for the thing she was looking for. What a douchebag. Th- oh, my God. You fucking just <laughs> bailed on her. You're like, oh, here's my chance to leave, and, and you just you bail. You won't even leave the fucking house. Yeah, but it's still shitty, man. <laughs> just bail on your best friend. I have been stopped. See, when I was married and I was a man, I had an uncle-in-law 
who was retired army. I was in the army. Every time I got around that fucker, all he wanted to do was talk the military, and I can't stand talking about the fucking So you left military. her with Wiggly Nub. Hey, she had more in common with him than I did. You left I, her I with, was a land lover. You left her with Wiggly Nub. Wiggly. And it was so weird, because it just... I, I'm trying not to look, but it's just... Molly, 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 wiggling, molly. and I'm like, oh god! And then, thankfully, though, I used, I did use her. I'm like, oh, I gotta go look for my friend. See you later, bye. Oh, okay, but you did, you did slip and say something earlier that I wanted to retouch on. That you would rather somebody uh, say Happy Cinco de Mayo, where you can correct them. Yeah. Are you that douchey? <laughs> are you that person i mean i don't always correct them i'm just like thanks especially if i don't feel like interacting with people i'm just like ugh, thanks but sometimes like if i know them a little better you have will. to school them yeah i do if i know them better i'm like listen you may not know a lot of mexicans but they're trying to be nice and you got to be all you're like that person that corrects people all the time aren't you aren't you Never. You foolish shit. I never correct All people. the time. I never correct people. Mm-hmm. Actually, this since this happened. Liar! <laughs> First of all, it depends on what, if we're discussing. Especially if we're talking about a movie. If we're talking film, then it has to be accurate. It has, mm-hmm. it's prosperity. Mm-hmm. It's prosperity. Oh, oh, so if it's something you care about. I mean, that shit's in the library. Be addressed, of course. But if it's something yeah. somebody else cares about, then it's no, douchey. No, I'm just saying that holidays, I mean, like, like, yeah, I knew, I knew before I asked I mean, the question that you didn't know what the fuck St. Patrick's Day was, but I, I, you know, I'm not going every, you, I will give a hard time, but I'm not going to pull that on every Irish person at a fucking pub. Go, do you even know what you're fucking celebrating? You stupid Mick. I think Irish people know better than people here, don't they? Do they? Irish people don't know shit. I mean, look at Conor McGregor. He's fuck dumb as you. fuck. Fucking potato eaters. Well, that's because he gets hit in the head a lot. Don't don't even start. I would rather eat a fucking potato than eat some haggis, so shut the fuck up. <laughs> At least a potato doesn't taste like you're eating... Recycled shit. I, I love the politically correct, loving environment we have <laughs> created on this show where we say fucking racial slurs nonstop towards each other. Fuck you, you haggis sucking pizza, Scottish shit. <laughs> Why don't you go fucking wipe your ass with your kilt, you fucking Scott fucktard? It's just, you know, we, we, we create such a loving environment now, on this show. Carrie brings up something interesting. I okay. did I did see the story about this. The Kentucky Derby is this weekend. And there is a trainer who has been banned from the premises because five horses he was looking after were trans died. Oh. <laughs> I figured they made a Bud Light can and one of the trans one of the horses was trans so they banned them. Um have you guys ever been no, I no, have not. I don't give a fuck about the derby. I, you know, I went to uh, Keeneland once, once in my life, but it was not to see horses. No, I did a diabetes walk there one time. Oh, I thought oh. you were thought you were mowing the grounds or something. All the dirt. Oh, <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> this show just just all about love. It's all about love. 
See, to me, the Derby is NASCAR with horses. Yeah, I don't understand it. And it's and, and, and instead of, of rednecks, it's fucking hoity-toity white people. No, it's hoity-toity rednecks. It's it's all about their fucking hats. It's like, oh, geez, I got the vapors. The Lindsey Graham hoity-toity rednecks. Yeah, you know, it's the plantation owners. Yeah. <laughs> The Derby is all the racist plantation Yeah, Raven's owners. white. The only, I mean, Raven's right, not white, but she is white too. <laughs> but the only reason a Mexican would go there is to take care of the grounds. like Yeah. It's or like, the horses. Or walk the horses. Yeah. Or- <laughs> and I get fucking black guys that hit me up and go, are you going to go to the Derby? I'm like, are you? Because this is literally like all the old uh, plantation owners. Nowadays, they go to the Derby. That's where they are. That's where they're hanging out. They're all fucking rich, racist, bigoted white people. I, I'm they're really, I'm really at that point where if somebody invited me, I'm kind of getting in the mindset of because it is local, somebody will recognize me. I don't want to go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go just because I don't want to fucking go. I, I, I don't want to see that shit. But I don't think it's it's. <sighs> First of all, I have an issue with horses still. I can't get past that. So I don't want to go see a lot of horses. Raven brings up something, though. Things have changed for Raven and I. So if we go and do a large public event, like Thunder Over Louisville or something like that, we're going to get clocked. We're going to get seen. We're going to get recognized. Because it's not like it used to well, be in the old days. Like I told you, I went on a fucking ride this week and got oh, yeah. home and she got a fucking me message. From some guy saw you ride and you're so sexy. So it's not as easy for Raven and I as it used to be to go out to concerts. Like when we went to the Motley Crew and all that stuff, we were literally nobodies. But now it would be a little bit different. Yeah, but would you want to? No. Because, listen, I, I had to drive to Lexington the other day and that was, uh, I fucking hated oh it. Oh my God, when I lived in Harrodsburg. When I would come into Lexington, I had to go right past Keeneland, and on race nights, they were oh, days they were having races. When I worked in Lexington, yeah. Oh my god, I fucking hated it. I'd have to find another way home. It was yeah, it was horrible. All those white people—they can't ride their bicycles. They got to take their big expeditions and. Honey said, "Ah, Kimber got a new weed daddy. Damn, I don't even know what the fuck she's talking about. I don't know either." I don't know what she's talking about. Oh. No. No, I thought you girls may know because I didn't know. So. Yeah, because I talk to Honey all the time. <laughs> so, oh, uh, other newsworthy stuff. They uh, they crowned King Charles. I saw that, the coronation. I, I, I didn't watch it, but I saw, yeah, I read about it. I heard there's a whole lot of people that aren't happy about it either. Why? Who gives a fuck? The anti-monarchy people. Well, you know, I want. Well, they're never going to be happy anytime somebody's crowned. Well, come on, <laughs> I'm pretty well up there with the anti-monarchy people because why? Why? Well, but wasn't he also like a big homeboy with uh, Epstein? Yes, <laughs> that's probably why too. Well, I, I'm just saying, like, why do they tolerate these fucking royal fucks at this point? Why don't they just say, okay, you know what? We're tired of your shit. Stop. Stop. It's their culture. That's part of their culture. They were raised that way. Yeah, but these pompous fucks. Wouldn't it be nice, though, to be rich as fuck, 
living off the public dime. And then have everyone kiss but your have, ass. But have absolutely no responsibility for what's going on in the country. And the whole country is required to kiss your ass. Yeah. Legally. Do you know that when fucking Queen Elizabeth died, that for like, I think it's 48 hours, all they can run is documentaries about her life on TV. They shut down every fucking channel. You cannot watch TV in the UK once the queen dies because you have to watch her life story for like two fucking days straight. Well, um, I don't know what it's called, but when we were kids and somebody would die, it would be nine days straight that we were not allowed to watch TV, listen to the radio. All we could do was mourn. What? Why are you being punished? They're the ones who I fucking know, went and right? died. Right? For and, kids? That's, that's horrible. If you have to be forced to mourn, is it really mourning? No. Because <laughs> we would be off playing outside anyway. And it's like at that point you'd be a kid going, Grandma, you know, Grandma, you better not fucking die because I got plans next week. <laughs> I got fucking plans next week. I got shows I want to see, Grandma. Don't you fucking die on me. I mean, but now you can Don't you die, show. the mass Singer's yeah. new episode's coming out. <laughs> All right, well, I, I, I'm a... I, I, I did see a meme, though, that says to all those side pieces, you know, think, just just stay, stay, you know, st- stay in your lane because you could be royalty, too. I right. was like, oh, that's, that's messed up, man. All right, so... I was watching this sobriety test on YouTube. These these cop videos were, you know, a piece of shit cops that pull people over. Okay. I was watching the sobriety test, and I got to thinking, I could not do it sober. I'm watching what they're asking them to do, and there's no fucking way. Because I tried to do it. I'm sitting on my computer watching the video, and I'm trying to do it, and I can't. They want them to count the, uh, they want them to say the alphabet backwards. Oh, I can do that. I can't. I can do it only because when my mind is racing at night, that's one of my tricks to stop thinking. I try and say the alphabet backwards and, uh, until I just forget what I was I thinking cannot. about. My, my brain does not work in that way, and I cannot do it. I, I would, were they going to find me fucking drunk because I can't fucking do that shit? Why are you looking at me? I missed the whole thing. I was just telling her that I was watching <laughs> the sobriety test and the shit that they ask, I could not do sober. And like uh, saying the alphabet backwards. I cannot do that. I can get the first three. <laughs> it's like, why well, would they but, ask you to do something so goddamn difficult? But you also take that... And compound it with most people are uncomfortable and nervous when they get pulled mm-hmm. over and what happens to you. You know, you want me to do ninja kicks and shit? I can do that all day long, but don't ask me to say the alphabet backwards. Do you have anything else? Since your time's getting short? No. No. I have to pee. <laughs> well, you're about to leave the show. I, I was know. going to go pee. Okay, go that's, pee. That's why I went right now. Because Do you have anything I know to bring up on the leave. show? Um, I had something. I don't fucking know either. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I have, I have one thing. Go ahead. Um, they finally sentenced one of the um, uh, January 6th rioters. Which one? He, his name is Daniel Caldwell. 
Okay. He was the one that sprayed the police officers with bear spray. He's got the longest sentence that they've given out yet of 68 months. He was one of the first to be arrested. 68 months. Yeah. That's it? It's like five years. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's all he got. Let me guess, he was white? Yeah, he's white. Of course he's white. He was a 51-year-old Marine Corps veteran. Oh, that probably got him off off sometime, yeah. too. The fact, well, I don't but, know, though, because he, you know, he was one of the first to be arrested, and it's been, what, a year and a half since all that happened? Two years? Do you think people tell him, thank you for your service, and he thinks they're talking about... Oh, I guarantee <laughs> you Newsmax does. OAN does. Is, Fox News won't anymore because they're afraid they'll get in trouble. Well, I hear I I was watching the dinner, the you know dinner at the White House. Oh, they roasted the Republicans so hard. They did. <laughs> However, are they getting sued again? Yes. Yes. I thought so. I right. thought Tucker, that's what he said. Tucker Carlson had an aide or something that was present for a lot of well, his rants. No, well, no, that's a different one. Yeah, they're t- they're talking about Jesus. Smartmatic yeah. has the yeah. same uh, thing as oh, Dominion. Oh, I forgot about that yeah. one. Yes. Yeah. So Smartmatic, now that Dominion's won, Smartmatic is pretty well going to win. So they're wanting $1.5 billion didn't they? Didn't they literally have their voting machines in like one precinct? It was something like that. They had they only had their voting machines in like one precinct. But yeah, there's the girl who's suing them for a, a bad work environment, sexual harassment. Yeah, because I was watching Roy Wood, eh, Roy Wood Jr. do his stuff, and he was talking about how they're getting sued again, and they're like, "Oh, since we're talking about this, did you two hear about what Texas is trying to do now?" Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. Not Texas. They're passing a law that the uh, attorney general during an election can overturn the results of the one particular county in Texas that always leans Democrat. Well, the reason, did you hear the reason? No. It's if they run out of ballots for more than an hour. Because they ran out of ballots in the last election, and it took them like two or three hours to get the ballots back in. So they made it to where they can just throw out the major Democratic county or precinct, whatever. Just, they're such pieces of shit. I wanted to talk about Florida's new law, which really fucking pissed me off. So Florida has passed a new law where Chinese people are not to be la- uh, allowed to be landowners. Oh my God! Well, how that won't stand that, up in well, court. Well, well, first of all, it's deceptive the way she's saying it. It has nothing to do with your ethnicity. It has to do with your nationality. You cannot be a Chinese citizen. So, in other words, you cannot be a dual citizen. Or you cannot be China and buying anything in Florida, and be located in China. And you, it is not Chinese people that are Americans. It's actually Chinese citizens. It's okay. It's a little different. In in a way, I can kind of see where they're going with that because I just watched a story the other day, or maybe last week, 
about how Arizona is having a lot of water problems right now. And one of the biggest producers of alfalfa for Middle Eastern countries, and it's owned by Middle Easterners, are sucking up all the water in Arizona mm-hmm. so they can grow alfalfa and then put it on a ship and send it back to Saudi as Arabia. A, as a child of an immigrant, I have a fucking problem with well, this. Well, I... If because it's, my mom is not a U.S. citizen. She's allowed to stay here. Well... So I have a fucking big issue with it. What I'm thinking is if they're trying to keep China from... Sending people over here to buy shit. Yes. If they're just saying because you have dual citizenship, you can't. No, that's if you can't buy a house, that's one yeah, thing. If you can't buy up the entire east not, side of a city, it's that's not different. based on ethnicity, it's based on nationality. Meaning that if you had, if you hold Chinese citizenship, like if you that's live not here, right, though. but you hold Chinese citizenship, then you cannot purchase land in Florida. No one that has Chinese citizenship. I don't think that'll hold up either. Though. Even if they have dual citizenship, if they have Chinese citizenship, they cannot purchase land. Yeah, I'm just saying that as a child of an immigrant, I have a really big fucking no, problem. No, I, I get what you're saying. I was thinking it more along the line of Chinese companies coming in and buying large swaths of now, land. Now, if you say so you can... know uh, companies from another you know country, yeah. Okay, I can understand that. But because you're a Chinese citizen, I mean, do you know how hard it is to become a fucking citizen in this place, in this country? It's harder than being born here. They've proved that over and, and over with like all the idiots. Years. Things like 30 years. I think it's funny when, and it's it's been done multiple times, but they'll ask the citizen, I can't talk, the citizenship questions. To average Americans, and yeah, like, duh. yeah. Well, I mean, if you've ever watched those Americans are ignorant and proud of it videos on YouTube, you're like, what the fuck? What in the actual fuck? Well, for example, for uh, t- for example of how ignorant people are in general, and especially Republicans, but people in general, it's like the Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light can. Nobody, nobody knows what it is. No, they, they think it's something you can buy in a store. Oh, it, it's you, you know what it is, right, Raven? It's what? It, the Dylan Mulvaney Bud Light can. Yeah, it's a special promotional can that they made just for Dylan Mulvaney and her fans. And most people have never even seen them. Yeah, her subscribers can order them, but they're a special can that they did yeah. for her. But you cannot buy them in the store. They are not publicly available. Yeah. That you will never see one unless you specifically order a Dylan Mulvaney can. So somebody just sent me a video of this, and I thought it was fucking hilarious. It says, <clears throat> I don't even know how, white trash dude, I don't know how else to say it. <clears throat> it's this white trash Florida dude. Florida man? Yeah, I, I don't know where <laughs> it happened either. He goes into a Walmart and starts destroying cans. Yeah, However, is wrong. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't know what company is doing it, so he destroys the wrong cans. Oh my god! <laughs> yep, that sounds like something a fucking yeah, Trump-loving yeah. redneck would do. But they 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 think that Bud Light is first of all they're angry because Bud Light showed any form of kindness to a trans person. That's all it boils down to. Is that better? I'm black. 
But uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking at the the EQ sound wave shit, and you are in the same level as us, so I don't know what he's talking well, about. Well, I also had a frog in my throat, so that could have been a, the issue. Yeah, but the Dylan Mulvaney can was never publicly available. You had to specially request it and order it online, and it was meant for a link for her subscribers, her fans could order a can with her face on it her fans could i heard a comedian that said we should start putting dylan mulvaney's face on on ar-15 <laughs> <laughs> there you go i like that idea that was smart who is who is that you even remember i can't remember the comedian but it was funny as hell <laughs> that's freaking that's classic okay <clears throat> Now, I want to talk to you girls about this scientific experiment and something that's scary and why basically they have concluded that humanity will never get along, humanity will never rise above tribalism, that we actually as a species, as a biological species, survive only due to conflict. Let let me explain where I'm going with this. Do you remember that scene in The Matrix? Where he sits down and says, this is, this is like the third version of the Matrix. The first version yeah. was Paradise, and it didn't work. Yeah. Well, scientists conclude that that was absolutely true. They did this experiment, and they created a mouse paradise. This huge mouse city. Okay. They made it an absolute mouse paradise. All these little nests for them. Unlimited food. Unlimited water. Anything a mouse could ever want, he, they had. Every single one of them died within two years. Wow. Now, the scientists concluded that the brain, the way the brain operates, what keeps us healthy as organisms, is we release certain chemicals during unhappy times, bad days, stress, struggling, and it actually gives people happiness and gives them purpose. Remove all of it, and they die. So by this logic, happiness leads to being unhappy, and a human being can only be happy when they are unhappy. So we can, we're only happy when we're miserable. Yes. Now, and they have scientifically concluded this to be truth. They said that our brain releases chemicals we need to f- survive and to live, but they only release these chemicals during so- struggle or issues or difficulties. So people that have, this is why rich people, they seem like they have absolutely everything, are miserable. Human beings cannot exist without misery. Misery is what allows us to be happy. I mean, I think that it makes you appreciate it more. However, I don't want to be miserable. Like, um, I know the, the big saying is, you know, <clears throat> money can't buy you happiness. I know it can't, but I'd be much happier with my house fucking paid off. But they have proven <laughs> that the complete... Uh, the complete missing of stress and misery that a utopia is fatal. Human beings cannot survive in a utopia. I want to test that theory. So therefore, because human beings survive on conflict. Let me ask you this. We will also always be uh, abusive towards each other. Statement. Have you ever started a fight just to start a fight? Because you felt like fighting. I'm sure I have before. Not that I can Sometime recall. in my life, I'm sure I, I have before, because we're not in the driver's seat most of the time. I mean, that video that we all watch, we should all know at this age that we are not. We think we're in control. We think we're in control of our behaviors, our emotions, our attitude, 
our moods, but we ain't in control of shit. No. We are flying by the sea of our pants. We cannot control our emotions. We cannot control our moods. We cannot control what hits us and affects us, what gets to us and what doesn't, what causes trauma and what doesn't. We have no control over our lives whatsoever. We just want to think we do. Oh, my God. Would you shut the fuck up already? (laughs) So what I'm saying is, yes, I'm sure I've done that because on a subconscious level, we do shit all the time that we cannot control. Yeah. And we're like, why am I fucking crying? I don't even fucking know why I'm crying. What the fuck is going on? Is it not worse when you're a female? Oh, it's way worse. Yeah, or or even a spider. Oh, fuck that. You cannot control that. We were discussing this at work the other day. You know it can't hurt you. Because there was a call that came in about a snake. Some guy found a snake on his porch, and he wanted us to come remove it. Oh, my God. Nobody wanted to do it. And I'm like, I don't have a problem with snakes. I would do a snake in a fucking heartbeat. However, if he said, my porch is filled with tarantulas, I'd be like, you're on your fucking own. Burn the shit down. Yeah, Nina says we must have obstacles to overcome in order to thrive. And that is 100% true. Scientists have shown that if we do not have struggles, bad days, difficulties, then we will die. Is that why I'm so happy? (laughs) That human beings need to overcome. But without sorrow, you can't appreciate happiness. Yeah, is that why I'm so happy? I've had enough shit for three (laughs) lifetimes. You know how when old people retire, they die? They're saying that struggle and difficulty gives human beings purpose. And when human beings lose that sense of purpose, they they expire, basically. what, What pushes you on is a sense of... I've got to get through this. I've got to survive this. I've got to keep working. I got to do this. And it's the struggle that actually makes human beings happy. On that note, I got to go to work. I don't want to die. See you guys later. (laughs) So it's survival and struggle that actually gives human beings their true happiness. And the absence of survival and struggle actually makes human beings miserable and kills them. Even mice have to have some struggle some strife no strife means no life but like i said i would be willing to test that theory (laughs) if anyone wants to give me a bazillion dollars yeah but can you imagine how fucking pathetically boring and not worth living a life of no problems would be i'd love to try it out I don't know. I, I, I was like just going to say, let me try it. Let me try it. No, I like overcoming things. I like challenges. I like challenges when I'm doing stuff. I don't like challenges in my life. I've had enough. Thank you. If everything is given it's, to you, there is no like challenge. It's like this. When, you know, I have my Cobra. I like working on my Cobra. But I don't like working on my car when it's raining and it's my personal get back to work or get back and forth the work car and it's broke and it needs to be fixed by Monday. I don't like working on cars that. You do. You just don't know you do. No, I don't. I fucking hate it. Let me explain to you why you love doing that so much. Let me explain to you how fucked up human beings are. Let me show you how human beings truly draw their happiness. Now, if you have to fix your car in the pouring rain and it's absolutely miserable, you're going to draw a great amount of enjoyment from that. I'm going to explain why. No, I've done that, and I did not draw any enjoyment out of it. I'm about to explain how human beings work and how you enjoy that. What's going to happen is you might be miserable at the time. 
which you're going to draw great happiness and enjoyment as you relay that story of what you survived and what you overcame and how miserable was it. You're bitching about it and you actually having the story to tell brings you great deals of happiness when you interact socially with other human beings. If I was filthy rich, I'd rather tell stories about my snowboarding trips. And If there is no strife, there is no stories to tell socially with other human beings. There is nothing to discuss. The world is a utopia. There is nothing interesting to be discussed. Human beings, everything that happens to I us could, is negative, I could allows find, us to interact. I could find interesting stories. The only way we have an experience is if there's some form of obstacle or... Otherwise, it doesn't really impact you to stay with you. But if you overcome something, it's a true experience. If you accomplish something. And you'll always remember those, those memories of overcoming obstacles or accomplishing something. Well, I want to overcome this obstacle of my fucking chin being numb. Now I'm starting to feel like shit's brushing against my chin now. <clears throat> yeah, I just found it fascinating that they have scientifically concluded that human beings could not survive in a utopia. It would actually be detrimental to our mental health and we would break down and die if we were truly happy. We cannot be truly happy because truly happy is fatal. We must be a certain degree of unhappy to be healthy. How fucked up is that? Human beings, I mean, if an alien species comes down here and they realize Jesus Christ, your biological species, you must have conflict to survive. You must be unhappy to be happy. I've, I've actually heard a lot of scientists say that if there were or if there is aliens out there, they will never contact us because we're such a violent fucking species yeah, not worth talking to. We uh, Actually, conflict is part of our survival mechanism, and it's, I think that it's biologically instilled into animals for survival purposes. Survival of the fittest kind of bullshit. We... We need that struggle and that that contest of survival to have purpose. And without that instinctual need to survive and overcome, we just don't have purpose and we die. It's kind of like certain animals in captivity. If human beings cannot be miserable to a small extent, we just wither and die. We have to be, we can't be too sad. If we're too sad, we'll kill ourselves. <laughs> but we can't be too happy. Because, and every human being is the same way. We all know we can't be happy because you'll always hear us go, wow, things are really going good for me. That's not going to last. Or I'm really happy. That's, that's a bad sign. Something's going to happen. Because we know as human beings that happiness is fleeting. And it only gets us like a bump of cocaine to the next unhappy God, time. You want to hear how white I sound or how white I am? Lay your whiteness on me. Whenever I'm thinking, whenever I sit back and I reflect on life and I'm like, wow, everything's going pretty damn good right now. You know what song pops into my head? Nickelback. Something's got to go wrong because I'm feeling way too damn good. I don't know Nickelback's catalog. Oh, my God. It's totally white people shit. I have heard it totally crap is crap, but you know, it's not crap. Not a lot of people like Nickelback. Nickelback got a bad rap. Nickelback is about the price they get for their albums now. <laughs> no, because you have they have they're losing money because if you buy one of their albums, they have to give you a Nickelback. 
they, so they were five cents. They per were album. big for a while. It's just what was it? There was something. They were stuck on one of their songs was used on a commercial and it annoyed the living piss out of everybody. And that's how Nickelback started getting the name that they got. I don't think Nickelback's bad. I think they all their songs sound the same. But you know what? So does Metallica's. So does ACDC's. Oh, yeah. It, you know, it's like you heard one ACDC song. You've heard them all. You heard one Metallica song. You've heard them all. It's like certain uh, certain acts are so their style is so well, the same. But if you if you do any research, you find that they're like you and I were talking earlier. There's a a uh, what did you call it? Uh, we were talking about TV shows and the writers going on strike. You said there's oh, a yeah, formula we're about, to talk about that. Yeah, there's a formula for fucking music too. Yes, that they will just. They'll follow this formula. They'll put something out with a catchy hook and shit. Blues, uh, Blues Travelers actually did a whole song called Hook that is actually making fun of how they can fucking sing about anything, and as long as they use the right formula, you will love the song. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, uh, and Raven brings up the writer's strike. We need to talk about that. Because if you guys are into any show, any show that is currently going on, whether it be... Uh, Tulsa King, whether it be Mandalorian, whether it be any written scripted show. If you are enjoying any show right now, after your season is over, you will not get another season. There is a massive writer's strike. There's 11,000 writers in the industry on strike right now. Uh, And what it's going to do is it's going to impact you by all your series shows on these streaming services and everything, they will be delayed. They will be pushed back until after the strike. So you'll probably miss the season. So I'm just letting you guys know, if you have shows you're waiting to anxiously see, you probably will not get to see them anytime soon for at least <laughs> like six, seven months. Now, the, the the interesting part of the writer's strike, they're striking for several issues. Uh, one of their issues, of course, is their, their writer's pay has gone down by 25%. But corporate Damn. profits has gone. Oh up. yeah, that's everybody uh, right now. They're they're paying writers substantially less. They're paying them next to nothing. And at, uh, Adam Conover, you know Adam ruins yeah. everything. Yeah, was doing an interview. He's like most writers in Hollywood can barely survive, and they're living in apartments, and they can't pay the rent because they're paying writers so little that they can't even make a decent living. It can't be a career for them. So and and. That is bad, but another thing, part of their suit that really caught my interest was that they are also protesting because AI has been used to write, is being used currently, being experimentally used to write TV series. Because like Raven was saying, they're very formulaic. Uh, Like, what would it take to make a, a Friday the 13th movie? Not a whole lot. Just AI could make one. They all come to town, they're having fun, one person dies, and then all hell breaks loose. So AI has gotten to the point where it can write a song. (laughs) If you tell it to write an Eminem song, you'll write an Eminem song. Or it'll tell you'll say this is the basics of the story. Write a screenplay about this. Did you are, you, are you using Eminem because you heard the AI song that yes. was done by Eminem to talk about cats? Yes. <laughs> 
But AI has reached to a such an extent to this point where it's actually capable of replacing creative human beings because of the formulaic nature of most TV shows. And most human beings like formulaic stuff. They like to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. They like watching the same shit over and over. That's why there's been 18 fucking Transformers movies, even though they've all been the same. <laughs> S- same with Fast and the Furious. Oh, my God. They're no, always the no, same. No, they're not the same. They keep getting worse. Yeah, well, I mean, the last <laughs> one we watched, a Fiero was shot into space. That's I mean, what I mean. But it's always something. That, and the one before that that I remember, they made an ice car. They made, And there was a submarine chasing them through the ice. It, it was horrible. It was just, like, so stupid. I've seen more believable shit in the worst James Bond movies I've ever seen in the Fast and Furious. Oh God, yes, yeah. It's uh, it, it's, you know, I've often wondered: Am I getting old, or is are shows shows and movies just getting more mind numbing? It's formulaic, which is why <laughs> a AI is replacing them. Well. <clears throat> I, I don't think society wants to think too much, especially with everything that's going on. But yeah, I, I was looking forward to the next season of The Mandalorian and Andor. My my uh, Star Wars stuff and Ahsoka, but I don't know if I'm going to get my shit now with the writer's strike. So I don't know if I'm going to get my Star Wars fix, which sucks. Well, just <coughs> keep making your own shit. Oh, speaking of that, tonight... <laughs> Tonight we are going to do a Mandalorian photo shoot. So uh, Raven's going to be my photographer, and I built some custom uh, Death Watch Mandalorian armor. I built some uh, Death Watch armor, and I'm going to be modeling that Death Watch armor later on in a photo shoot, and Raven's going to be my photographer. I always am. And I'm going to tough my way through this fucking shoot, because this shoot's going to be rough. This this cost this armor that I built was not built for screen use. I will build something differently for screen use than if it's just going to be just for display or to be a a quick photo shoot. Because if it's screen use, I have to make sure it's comfortable. I have to make sure it breathes. I have to make sure it doesn't get too hot. But this wasn't built to be screen used. It was built for display. So it is extremely hot. It is not designed to breathe in any way, shape, or fashion. And I wore, put it on for 10, 15 minutes to test the fit, do a quick video to show Raven how it was going to look. And within that 10, 15 minutes, when I took off the armor, I was completely sopping wet. I mean, covered. When I took off the helmet, water was dripping out of the helmet. Hey, there's some guys that would pay money to see that. So it is hot, and we're going to be filming it in a kind of warehouse area out in the heat. So it's going to be like a hundred. It's going to be like a sauna. So as our girl Amy would say, it's so hot. <laughs> so I'm going to fight through this shit and give you guys some badass photos. It's going to be a two parter because I told Raven we have to do a two parter because <laughs> we have to do all the armor shots. But I cannot have makeup on when I have that helmet on or I'm in that armor for any length of time because I will completely melt every ounce of it off because I'm going to have sweat pouring off me during the shoot. 
when when you're not taking photos, I'm going to have to take off the helmet just to breathe now and then. Are you going to do the uh, the dreads like you did in the pictures you showed us? No, that was just for the quick picture. But when I take off the helmet, uh, it's actually I'm going to use my hair with braids in it. Okay. I'm going to put braids in my hair. But you're going to see the braids uh, coming out the bottom of the helmet. Well, it'll be my hair. But with the braids that you had on, you kind of look like a Mandalorian predator. Yeah, I thought it'd be a cool look, but I don't want to be a, uh, that wig doesn't look good without a beanie on. So I have to take yeah. off the helmet eventually. And I don't want a beanie. <laughs> when I take off the helmet, you know, take it off. There's BGM beanie. So I got to be a death watch Mandalorian tonight. And it's going to be a hot shoot. But not f- so when you guys see the pictures and you guys will eventually see the pictures. And if you guys hit me up later tonight, I'll send you a few because I'm sure we'll have some. But uh, just know what I went through to get these photos because it's like 150 degrees in this fucking armor. Yeah, and today's one of the first days because it keeps going back and forth that actually it's one of the first days in a few weeks where in the evening it's actually over 70 degrees. Yeah, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough (laughs) one. And it's humid as fuck out there too. It's going to be rough. But, you know... So, uh, have you, uh, I was actually watching something on, on the news the other day. Republicans are trying to claim, apparently there is a, a, an extreme deficit in recruiting for the military right now. Republicans are trying to claim that it's because they have drag queen story hours on military posts. Yeah, that's it. That's the reason. It doesn't have anything to do with, and they pointed this out, and I knew this because when I was in the military, a lot of the married soldiers had this issue. When you're a private, private first class, even specialists and corporals, you don't make a shit load of money. You don't make much money at all. So a lot of these people that have families, if you're like a, a specialist or a private first class and you've got a wife and a couple kids, a lot of these people have to go on welfare because the military doesn't pay shit. The only way you can make any money in the military is once you start getting in higher ranks or if you go in as an officer. But they're trying to they're trying to blame it on drag queen story. They're blaming everything on drag queens and trannies. Fucking drag queens. Literally and everything. Fucking drag queens and trannies. You know the the lack of Coca Cola or Coke. Diet Coke in the stores? Yeah, it's, you're the you're the cause. You're drinking it all. I might be. <laughs> I might be. I might be impacting the overall supply chain. I, <laughs> I do drink a lot of Diet Coke. So I'm getting a lot. I, I get a lot of these messages, and they always bother me. And I want to talk to you about it because I know you get the same shit that I do. But I got a lot of people that talk to me on a daily basis online. And they think they're my friend. And they call me their friend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like those lonely people that need friends. And yes. they think we're good friends. And I, I want to talk to listeners about, you know, being my friend. Okay? If you're on li- online and you talk to me on a regular basis, if you have never met me actually in person... <laughs> If I have never talked with you in person and hung out with you, 
ever. I am not your friend. I am sorry. I am sorry, but it's the truth. It, just because you chat online, well, it a does lot not of people, mean a lot of I'm people, your friend, your pen pal at best. A lot of younger people are starting to see that as a form of friendship. You know, these people that stay in, never go out, and their whole friend circle are people they hang out with on Twitch or hang out with or, or yeah. text message or shit like that. And it's like, no. I mean, I talk to people all the time, but I, it, I'm not going to consider you an actual friend if I've never even fucking met you face to face or spoken to you as a person. I mean, like in the, the Rodney, I know who the fuck Rodney is. I've met him several times. Hung out with Rodney several times. Carrie, know who the fuck Carrie is. Honey, of course. Nina, I know who the fuck Nina is. These I would consider friends. M. Black, I don't know if I've ever met M. Black. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll meet M. Black and then we can be friends. But oh, yeah. I, I'm sure you'll just be friends. Everybody else in the room I think I've met face to face and have met the actual real me. Honey, Carrie, Nina, Rodney. Yeah, they've all met me face to face in person mm-hmm. and talked to me as a human being. Those are people I would consider friends. But it's hard for me to consider anybody a friend. I mean, I can be friendly with people, but you're not an actual friend if I've never actually met you in person. I just don't understand the concept of this generation, like you were oh, saying. Oh, I don't get it either, yeah. That believes you can be online friends. You're your pen pal. I've never even fucking met you. I've never seen... Oh, Jesus Christ. Did you throw your back out trying to lift no, those monsters? No, no. The shirt is kind of tight. So what it does is after a while, it starts pulling my bra down. So the wire, the underwire of my bra is actually sitting down on my fucking stomach because it's just trying to flatten out my tits. I'm curious for our listeners. All right. For anyone in the room that, that that's listening in today, uh, tell me what you think. I mean... Like, I don't personally think you can be friends with somebody you've never actually met in person. I mean, you can chat with somebody, but you never know who they are, what they are, who they, what they're like in person, what their personality is. I mean, you can't really get personality from text context. Yeah, I'm, well, and textual relationships, I mean, we've had... I wouldn't say issues, but we've had instances, or I think everybody has, where you say something in a text or in chat, and it's completely innocent, but when looked at from the other end, you know, you might have looked like you just came across <laughs> like as a the cunt. Or, yeah. So you just never know. I mean, I talk to people all the time. I'm very friendly with people. There are people I talk to on a daily basis <clears throat> that I'm friendly with that I would say that, you know, I, I know them like a pen pal, but I, I can't say that I, I can be friends with somebody I've never actually physically met. I would agree with that. Uh, a lot of like these like Amy aged people and shit call people their friend. And, and, and that irks me whenever I, I hear young people going, yeah, I was, I was talking to my friend online the other day. I was like, are they your friend? Yeah, they're totally my friend. Have you ever met them? Well, No, but I talk to them every day, but have you ever met them? 
then you run into the whole because what was it? MTV has actually made a show out of, out of it. The catfishers. Yeah. The people that will make you think they're one thing, and then if you ever met them, you're just... That was back in the, the fucking MTV reality heyday. Was it? I never watched it. That I was think back I, when they were like, yeah, we're going to... We're going to do cheating, cheating reality show. And we're going to do, uh, yeah, MTV just wanted to like to do Jerry all Springer. That, yeah, I was about to say, all that is is newer Jerry Springer. Yeah, that's what they, <laughs> uh, and they were, they're saying that that's what TV is going to go back to because that became really big in the first big writer strike. Um, Please no. Yeah. So <laughs> Please no. You're going to see that pop up on your YouTube. There's going to be a lot of people saying that there's going to be a flood of reality TV coming. Jerry because... Springer. When when I think about Jerry Springer, it's very nostalgic because it was, you know, my early teens <clears throat> through early 20s. That was big. But it doesn't mean I want to see it come back. <laughs> yeah. Reality TV is considered filler entertainment that is used primarily. Uh, uh, a lot during writer strikes and when the in the 90s the last huge fucking big writer strike all the realities like the jersey shores and everything they all popped up and they were huge the the only reality show that i ever think i really got into remotely and it was more because my ex watched it what was the one where they put all the people on the island and made them compete against each other survivor that's the only one i ever watched there was Survivor. There was Fear Factor with Joe Rogan. Oh, fuck Joe Rogan. Would you fuck Joe Rogan? No, fuck no. I mean, he's not a bad-looking guy, but it's his attitude and his views that make him ugly. Yeah, but how much money makes him attractive? There there could be a number. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm just hey, saying, can you sell out you your said, morals? You said once you'd suck fucking Trump's Yeti pubes for the right dollar amount, so I, I don't want to hear it. I would. I don't know that 130000 is enough, though. I mean, I've sucked some dicks that I didn't enjoy for a lot less. I'm just saying. I've sucked some old man dicks before. Well, I mean, they were, I wasn't, I'm not cheap. We're not cheap, but we're not super outrageously expensive. Does your old wee daddy watch this or listen to this show? No, fuck him. Which one? Which the which? one I saw last night? Oh, no, not that I'm aware of. No. I mean, <clears throat> I had to 69 with a dude whose fucking feet smelled like two assholes fighting over a fucking stink fest for your, your, Glaucoma medicine. <laughs> yeah, I was pimping Raven out last night. <laughs> I told Raven, go fuck this guy and get me some weed. He has some good bud. Go fuck him for some weed. So Raven went and fucked this guy for some weed for me last night. Now, let's be clear. When she says fucked him, I did not put my penis in his ass. Don't anybody get that no, fucking idea. She got butt fucked for my weed. She sold her ass for my weed. You know what's even more fucked up is... It kind of turns her on. It does not. No, it doesn't. You can look at me like that all you want. That did not turn me on. Uh, not. I would have rather eaten pizza and sat on the couch <coughs> and watched a movie. You like. But you, I knew my baby needed her glaucoma medicine. First of all, you had arranged that date before I needed my glaucoma medicine. <laughs> so don't lie. 
Oh, bitch, you don't have to please, lie, Craig. Please. That was already a set engagement. You were already yeah, going to fuck the guy. I was going to do it for money. Yeah. And I gave you the same amount. I said. But I gave you more. I said, you know, instead of fucking him for that much cash, I will give you that much cash and just tell him you'll fuck him for weed. When he gives you the weed, give me the weed, and I'll give you the cash he would have given you. Yeah, he gave me too much weed. So you there's never, there's no such thing. You didn't give me enough money. There is no <laughs> such thing. There will never be a such thing as too much weed. I have never smoked too much weed. I have yet to experience that. It has not happened, and I have smoked every strand I can get my hands on all day fucking long. I smoke, on the average, I would say probably um, eight to ten bowls a day. Oh, my God. In my bong. This just made me think Maybe a dozen on a slow day. You probably saw this, too. Did you see the Republican? I can't remember which state it was in. Talking about legalizing weed. Did you see this or not? Oh, yeah. The guy who did, he was talking about. He was claiming that like an ounce of weed makes three joints. Yeah. <laughs> fucking huge fucking joints. I mean, I don't smoke weed, but I know that one ounce of weed is going to make what? Probably eight to ten. Oh, at a lot least. more than that. I mean, an ounce of weed is a good amount. Is this those bags? I get. Yeah. Yeah. Because joints are tiny. Yeah. yeah. A fucking ounce will last me two weeks. That's a lot of fucking weed. An ounce is a lot. Is there good smoke in your area? Yes. Every good old boy grows it here. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, there there are some with better supplies than others. And one of the ones that has a really good supply is, happens to be the guy she was going to fuck. So it was like... Uh, so are you going to put away the ditch shit you got the other day and you're going to break out the, the Raven Rock shit? Well, actually, um, my other weed guy got me some uh, really high-grade stuff because he's trying to win back the good graces because he, he knows he's, he's such doing a that every fucking two weeks. Yeah, such a he, moron. He does, yeah. I would agree. I don't so, like the guy. So the, the Fonnie Willis in Georgia going after Trump, that's getting pretty bad for Trump. Did you yeah, hear about the fake electors? Did, yeah, flipping? didn't like seven of them take Eight, the immunity? Yeah. yeah. Eight of them jumped on it and <laughs> said, yeah, we'll, we'll fucking squeal. What you want to know? <laughs> yes, I did see that. Oh, he's so fucked. They he's were so saying, fucked. And, and in everything I've seen on the news, the shit going on in New York is bad for Trump, but it's not that bad. But the shit going on in Georgia could nail his ass to the wall. Yeah, and, and speaking of nailing his ass to the wall and shit, let let's talk let's talk about Eugene Carroll. Now, did you see that okay, first of all, the Trump lawyers offered no defense and Trump didn't even show up to the trial to defend himself. I saw that. And then they played his recorded deposition. Where he's like, yeah, sure. I'm a they star. asked him who his fucking wife was, and he pointed at E. Jean Carroll. I liked it when they <laughs> asked him about grabbing pussies. He's like, yeah, I do it. Yeah, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> and he's like so nonchalant about it. He's like, yeah, that's the way celebrity is. That's what stars do. They grab people's pussies. Whether you like it or not, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. and, and even the lawyer's like, 
<laughs> Did what? you see the picture Nina shared? It's a Cheech and Chong. It's a Cheech and Chong picture with Cheech having one of those one ounce joints. Yeah, I think that was in. I think that was up in smoke. Not sure. Well, yeah, because that's the van that's completely made out of weed. If I'm remember, yeah, that's also the part where Chong gives him the acid by accident. They, they, first of all, Cheech and Chong movies are Transformers or Fast and Furious. Oh yeah, they made like, but at least they're, and they're at least all the they're same. funny. At least they're funny. But they're all the fucking same. You can't tell one from the other. They all get mixed. Yes, up. but people that watched it were stoners themselves, so they didn't know the difference. You weren't. I was like eight. I don't know why my parents let me watch that shit. And you're not a stoner anymore. You nope. Are, I actually piss clean now. Yeah, you are a... Um, um, reformed maraholic. Yes, yeah. You're, <laughs> you're a reformed stoner. No, I just... And I was talking to my sister about this the other day. I, it just... You... You are spinal tap. You're always at 11. You smoke weed to bring you down to a five. Yes. I'm like a solid six or seven. So if I get stoned, I'm more like a two and I don't want to do shit. I I have to make myself unmotivated. I am far too motivated for my own good. Yeah, I don't have that problem. So it, that's was, why we it was causing a problem. That's why we haven't had massive fucking movies like T-Girl Space Pirates where I built an entire starship by myself. Because... Um, no, weed, guys, but, don't don't let her fool you. I offered to help. Everyone always offers. She is just so anal retentive about every single little detail that she will not let anyone else have any kind of artistic license. It has to be her way. That is not true. It is fucking totally the true. The truth is that none of you know what I see. None of you know what I'm going for. Same damn thing. No, because I am not good at expressing what my vision is. And it's only when it starts coming together, you guys start going, oh, okay, we get what you're going for. Because I, I don't have the ability to explain what's going on in my head. And what I see, my designs that are fucking like math charts in my head going here and there. I can't really explain what's going on in my head. What movie? Or what I see. What movie is that where every time the guy's looking around, he sees all the math equations A beautiful for mind. everything? Yeah. Yes, that's you. But the only way I can get that shit out of my brain is to build it. It's like the field of dreams. Oh, God. If I build it, it will leave. I, I'm just saying you dated yourself by, by using that reference. Like seriously dated yourself. So I'm constantly trying to get this shit out of my brain and get it physically manifested where it leaves. And you guys wanting to help, I, I don't know how to explain to you what I'm seeing in my head or what I'm designing mentally. And then you get all pissy if it's not how you designed it in your head. So I specifically give you a task and I'll say, okay, this is what I specifically need you to do. Like build me a hexagon frame. I don't really have to go into the detail of I'm going to put lights here. I'm going to put metal here. No, I just need to tell you it needs to be this big. needs to be a hexagon. needs to be this long. Make me this. And then by the time you're done making it and I'm done doing my shit, you're like, oh, it's a, it's a starship hallway. I get this shit now. See, 
in a way, I get what you're saying because you have bitched at me. You'll say, I need a hexagon. All it's got to do is stay up for a photo shoot or a set or something. And my mind starts thinking, they're going to set a semi on this. I need to build it so it will withstand a nuclear blast. You do not get the concept of cheap, fast, and good enough. (laughs) It doesn't need to be strong. It needs to look good. So it can look like shit from the back. It can be flimsy enough that if you lean on it, it just collapses. But if it looks good, we're just doing film. So it just needs to pull off the look. But I am so detail-oriented where you're dream-oriented that I just, I can't. It, it, it goes against every fiber of my being to build something that can just fall down. Well, in the movie business, I you, know you're going to destroy it anyway. I know, but still, it's the way my mind works. Yeah, it's all temporary. You're dealing with temporary fantasy, and after you're done and you strike the set, you just destroy everything anyway. So you never put a lot of time and effort into anything on film. You only put as much time and effort as you need to to make it look good for that shot because it's only going to go in the garbage, the, the garbage <laughs> dump anyway. So there's no point in putting a lot of money or effort. And I see some of these movies that make these full-size ships and shit, these really extravagant sets. I'm thinking to myself, this is a motherfucking director that was given too much money. (laughs) Too much fucking money. So he's like, you know what? Just build me a whole ship. And he doesn't have to do that shit. That's why he wants it. But when I'm a director, I'm always thinking about what do I need? Do I need a whole fucking ship or do I need one corner well, to shoot this shot? But that's also because those directors aren't also financing the movies. Yeah, but see, I even if I was uh, directing Fluff or whatever, I'm always thinking about cheap because of how I was brought up in the business. I'm always thinking about cheap and fast, efficient. So if I was on a big Hollywood set and they gave me $30 million, I'd still be making my fucking walls out of foam. 30 million, I can do it for 10. Yeah. <laughs> for all of our listeners that actually did watch T-Girl Space Pirates, where I fabricated a whole actual life-size starship and all those costumes and all those droids we had. Jesus, I how many, how many screens and boards and shit, like electronic boards did I yeah. bring home from repairs and shit for you to do that? That entire film... Even all the costumes, all the props, all the guns, the entire film was budgeted for $5,000. We did all of that, built all of those sets, all of those costumes, all those props for a total of $5,000. We built everything on the cheap. We built a whole starship for five grand, and that's including the costumes and cybernetic arms and droids. Although you did bring up a, uh, a really cool idea. On our date night. Which is? Having Lieutenant Zath in the corner of my house. Uh, yeah. Because you... I've kept the mask. I've kept the entire costume. Yeah. All you need is the the $270 display mannequin. Well, once I get a house, once I got a place to put it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's no point in you getting it now. I don't want somebody standing in the corner of my living room. That'd scare the shit out of me getting up late at night. Yeah, I, I just think that uh, 
I, I just think that Hollywood does not know how to properly spend money. If I'm a director, I'm cheap as fuck. I'm like, what do I need? Not what do I want? What do I need? What do I need to tell this story? These directors are going a little overboard to tell the story. Well, now they're just CGI in the hell out of everything. That's another thing. I don't know if I could direct TV now in nowadays market because... I don't know if I could direct with CGI being constantly in my mind about part of the shot. Because when we use special effects, yeah, it takes a lot of planning on my part to know where the special effects are going to go. And only I know, I have to tell all of our, our actors, you act towards that direction. There's going to be this there. So just look up there. And it's a fucking pain in the ass to put the most minor special <laughs> effect in. I can't imagine doing every shot well, and shooting it in such a way for a special obviously, effect. Obviously, um, oh, White Girl Apocalypse had that problem too. That, remember, I asked you about the little blue dots on all their wounds and you told me it was oh, something yeah. for CGI and, and that they didn't do? <laughs> and people don't realize in a simple scene how many people are actually behind the scenes for uh, I'll give you a good example. Like there's a, a, a uh, scene of Zath and she's, she's walking up to the big bay doors, the big bay doors open. She walks through, she turns on her visor and she's, she's searching for the person in cargo bay too. And she's walking down the hall, but just to do that quick little shot took four people because there was, you had to walk into the scene. That's one person. One person has to be on camera filming you walking in. Mm -hmm. But then there had to be one person on each fucking bay door. They now, had to know their cute. No, there had to be five people because there had to be a, a person off camera watching that would whisper and go, now. And then the person on the left side would pull and they had to have the right. Isn't that how the, like the original old timey 60s Star Trek doors worked back in the day maybe they just yeah who was it was it trevor was it trevor noah that was talking about being a, an intern on an arnold schwarzenegger movie and he was supposed to open some elevator doors at a certain time <laughs> and he damn near hit arnold schwarzenegger because he opened it at the wrong time yeah, so we had to have one person on each door, and they had to, we had to do it like 10 times because they had to have the timing perfect. They had to pull it in such a way that they matched each other. So they had to practice. Each door person had to practice their technique until they perfectly, <laughs> yeah. fluidly matched with the, because they couldn't pull it faster than one another. They had to match each other's speed perfectly. Mm -hmm. So we had to do it like 10 fucking times, but then there had to be a third person off camera to send them because they couldn't see Zath from where they were at their door. Yeah, they point. were on the other side of the octagon. Yeah, so they didn't know <laughs> when to pull the door, when Zath was in screen or when she was on her mark. So there had to be a third person off camera to whisper to the door guys, now. And then they knew to pull their door. So there had to be like five people on set just for that one quick scene just to pull it off because there had to be Zath walking in, two door guys, one guy to tell them when to start opening the door and the person on camera. Yeah. Oh, shit. Sorry, he's... Stuff's he, moving around. Yeah, he's going... He's trying to go through the wires. It looks like he's trying to do it again. Sorry, guys. We have a puppy that's trying to force his way through the wires.
<laughs> so Mike, so do you know who Michael Eisner is? I know the name. Michael Eisner is basically the unsung hero that we all owe our childhood to. Um, he basically ran Disney. Yes, that's who he is. Yeah, Michael, yeah. he was really tall, and he was in all the Disney stuff. He basically built Disney into what it is. When, when Walt Disney died, he left his brother in charge, Roy Disney. And Roy Disney ran Disney into the ground and was on the verge of going bankrupt. Okay. And then in the 80s, Michael Eisner came along and brought Disney back to what it is now. He he released The Lion didn't they, King. And, didn't he retire or they let him go and now he just got brought back because they did that again? No, that's a different guy. Okay. So, Michael, yeah, Michael Eisner is fucking old. He's, he's almost <laughs> 90 years old now. He's still alive, though. Well, but good he, for him. He came up with this great indoctrination um, into making parents buy Disney products that is still used today and is ingenious. When, when Disney was going downhill and going to bankruptcy in the 70s after Walt Disney died, Michael Eisner says that's because nobody's buying our, our stuff anymore because we made all these movies in the 50s, the 40s, 50s, and 60s. Nobody, no, we're, we're not doing those releases anymore. So when VHS came along, he says, I got oh, an idea. Oh, the limited releases? He created the Disney <laughs> Vault. He says, what we're going to do is we're going to release these old-ass movies we can't make any money off of anymore, but all the parents who watch these movies are going to buy them for their kids. So then we're going to indoctrinate this new generation with our old ass movies. So the movies that a normal kid would never see because it was made in the 50s like Snow White. Now their parents buy that movie, show that movie to their child, make that child grow up on it. And then (laughs) they have fond memories of Snow White. So when they go another generation to have kids, they will buy Snow White again. They'll buy the DVD. Yes. Whatever medium is currently, they'll buy it again and then they'll show it to their children and they'll be part of their childhood. So literally Michael Eisner created this technique of making Disney a fundamental part of every generation's childhood by saying, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to release this movie. Then the parents are going to buy it for their kids because they watched it as a kid. But then they're going to show it to them as kids. And then they're, it's going to be part of their childhood. And when they grow up and have kids, they're going to buy this movie again. <laughs> and they're going to show it to their kids. And their kids are going to be growing up with this movie. And when they you grow know, up, they're going to buy it a fucking gun. I've often wondered at what point, you know, and, and this is what really brought it home for me is when we were born or when the time frame we were, like when I, I was born in 75. Okay, 75 is now almost 50 years ago. So when I was born, shit from 1925 was the same age. And I don't, I don't identify, no, nobody really listens to shit from 1925. So <laughs> ragtime. why is shit from 1975 still big in our society? You know, like Led Zeppelin and and the Beatles and all that shit. Because you would think that would have gone that would have gone the way of. Yeah, I can also see that because there's bands which are 
before my time, like, uh, yes. Yes was not my generation. However, my some of my fondest memories of my father, which are few and far between, was him working on the garden when we were little kids with his speakers in the windows listening to Yes. But see, so yeah, I guess I kind of get that. But see, Michael Eisner found out that, see, the cool thing is about music, though. Music is not really transgenerational. Like, for example, uh, our parents didn't like our music. We don't like the music of today's kids. But cartoons, Disney cartoons, are universally accepted as part of our childhood. He's developed this cool scam <laughs> of making people buy that movie for the forever. Because if they watched Snow White in 1948 or whatever, they watched Snow White then, and then he releases it on VHS in the 80s, they're going to buy it for their kids, and they're going to show their kids Snow White. And they just bought it again after buying the movie ticket. But when that kid grows up, he's going to remember watching it with his parents, and he's going to buy it for his kid. And the cycle's going to continue. And... Every generation, yeah, they're going to get people buy Snow White. Still, there's got to be a point where they're just not going to be relevant anymore. I'm not saying that all their live action shit is going to take its place. Because well, there ain't no way in hell. But, but what happens is when he starts, when it starts getting less relevant, he does the same. Disney does the same thing. They just alter it a little bit. Check this out. So what they did was they kept releasing. You know, now the Lion King, now this childhood, they're going to buy it for their kids. Now, once that starts wearing off, they're going to like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to completely remake the same movie, the computer <laughs> graphics. We're going to put it out and they're going to buy that movie, the next generation for their kids because they watched it as a kid and then next generation. And when it, it starts wearing out, we'll come out, we'll remake it a different way. And we will make them make buy Lion King for a hundred years. It's all a scam. They, they make you buy Lion well, King every yeah, generation. Wasn't the first Mickey Mouse movie, wasn't it Steamboat Willie or some shit like yeah. that? Who the fuck watches that now, though? That's what I'm saying. Just you can't. The references, even the references from Steamboat Willie, people can't identify with now. So when does it get to the point where it becomes irrelevant because no one can any longer identify? Well, another cool thing that Disney does is very clever. <clears throat> is it will make money on bad movies on purpose because their intention is to make it bad to piss you off. <laughs> Let me explain. Lion King was completely on purpose. Let me explain how ingenious Disney really is. Disney makes this movie and says, we'll make some movie. Uh, we'll make some money off this piece of shit. But that's not our plan. Our ultimate goal is to make it a piece of shit and piss people off. Because they have a brilliant strategy. Because what's going to happen is people are going to go rage watch it. They're going to spend money on it. But then you know what they're going to do? They're going to say it wasn't as good as the original. And then they're going to watch the oh. original. I They're going to buy the original. I saw the critical drinker. He did one on the new Peter Pan movie. 
Do you know that the Lion King, the actual Lion King uh, DVD and movies, went up by 300% after they released the new remake? I bet you that's what Peter Pan is doing right yep. now, then. It's all a scam to make money. <laughs> They're making money off the Lion King, even though they shouldn't. They, they can make money off of old movies by pissing you off and making you miss the old version. I wonder what the VHS Lion King is worth. One of the ones that still has when he lays down and the dust raises up where it said sex. Yeah. I wonder what that's worth now. It's, it's a cool way of them getting you to spend money. They're so goddamn ingenious because they know that when their movies are getting too old to be making money again, nobody's buying the DVDs. All they got to do is come out with a shitty reboot. Because what that's going to do is piss you off and get you telling your kids how much better the original was. You're going to get pissed. You're going to say, it's not the original. And you're going to go buy the original. I don't know. That's how they sell it. I don't know how realistic this is, but I just looked up the VHS (laughs) of The Lion King that has the sex scene in it. And... Right now, there's one for sale on eBay. You want to take a guess? No. $175,000. Buy it now. Mm, yeah, well, I'm not going to be. But yeah, it's all a scam. It's all a Disney scam. They, they make those reboots on purpose to be bad. They made Mulan to be bad. Okay. Yeah, it says rumored to be the most expensive copy available. Yeah, (laughs) that's crazy. If you guys think that Disney is stupid and they're making bad movies because they're dumb. uh, No, no, they're doing on purpose. They're scamming you and they got and and you're fucking falling for it. Hook, line and the sinker. They're making Mulan like crap on purpose. You know why? Because when they make a shitty Mulan, not only are you going to pay them to go watch it to get mad because they know that you're going to watch it just to be mad. But then they hoping, they're hoping that they've pissed you the fuck off. Because the first reaction you're going to have after seeing a shitty Mulan is to run out and watch the original. That's the first thing you're going to fucking do. And they know it. The first thing you're going to do as a parent is say, take your, your kids back home and say, that was a shitty movie, but I'm going to show you the Mulan I grew up with and they're going to fucking buy it for their kids. And they're going to sell Mulan when they stop making money on Mulan back in the fucking late 90s. They're going to make more money on Mulan by making a shitty version about it and selling the old shit. They're just selling their old movies over and over by tricking you into buying their old shit over and over. By making garbage and pissing you off going, I ain't going to show my kids this. I'm going to show them what I grew up with. And they will have you paying for Lion King for the next hundred fucking years. Every generation you spawn is going to buy a fucking Lion King DVD. (laughs) Every fucking one of them. And then when they come out with another shitty reboot, you're going to get pissed off and buy the original for your kids. Okay, not to keep going back to the sex one. Could you imagine playing a $175,000 VHS on an $85 Panasonic VCR? (laughs) I I don't know. I I, I don't know. Do you miss VCRs? Not at all. Why not? You already know me. I'm an audiophile. I love quality video and audio and VHS 
it just wasn't there. I mean, they, I, I've even watched, you know, YouTube videos and they talk about how VHS wasn't even the best quality. Beta was better. It's just VHS did a better job of marketing. Well, there was another thing. Porn had a lot to do with it. Why? Were they putting a lot of porn on beta? Uh, no, none, which is why beta VHS. Went, yeah. <laughs> Everyone wanted a VHS player because porn was almost universally available only in VHS. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, if you ever go on uh, YouTube, look up. They have all these documentaries about how porn won the VHS beta max wars because v- VHS was smart enough to go to the adult industry and say, put your stuff on our tape, please put your stuff on. They did this. <laughs> so they started exclusively doing deals where they would put out uh, porn on VHS, but it wasn't available on Betamax because the fucking VHS people were working with the adult industry. And they knew that everyone was going to want a VHS, a VCR, because they wanted porn. <laughs> so nobody bought a Betamax because they couldn't fucking watch porn. The very first VCR we ever had in our house was a Betamax. Yeah, that that's why they lost the war, because of porn. My parents owned that thing well up into the 90s, too, and my mom had like eight beta cassettes that she had for it, and that was it, because like you said, nobody made them after they lost that little war. And, and I'll tell you why I, li- I miss VHS just a little bit. Because they were so meaty and substantial. If you had a library of each, they, they were the size of books. And, and they this you, you could have a library, and it looked like a real library of actual real films. And they were big, and they pull out, and you'd have that film See, in your hand. But look, because you could look through that little plastic window, it looked like film. Because I'm a, such a technophile, I actually like the idea, because I buy most of my movies on my Xbox account because I've had an I've I've literally had Xboxes since the Xbox one so I've had it for years so I know it's not going anywhere and, and I've got something, hundreds of videos there was something tactile about it I experience. don't care about tactile I care about it looking good when I play it shit I'm so anal about that shit that I have For my speakers, the reason my speakers hooked up to my TV sound so good at my house is because I'm running a very expensive optical cable to my speaker receivers or receiver. And now there's actually something called HDMI ARC, which will fully support like what is it, Dolby Atmos and everything. And I'm actually, I've thought about buying new speakers and new receivers just so I can play with the ARC. That's all well and good and everything, but your lifestyle is so much different than mine. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, uh, everything you're telling me is absolutely stupid to me. I'll tell you why. Because I watched maybe two to three hours of TV a week. A week. The other day, Justin hits me up and he's listening to all these movies. You should check out this movie. You should check out uh, Renfield. You should check out Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and shit. And I had to tell him, I'm like, dude, I don't fucking watch movies, okay? I don't have fucking time to watch movies. I don't have fucking time to watch TV shows. I don't watch shitloads of TV shows and stuff, but when I do, I want to have as close to a theater experience as I can. You watch a lot of TV. 
I do not. You come home from work, you sit down on your couch, you put on your TV. It's I I never fucking, tired. fucking watch TV. I am never in the movie theater. The only time this screen ever comes down is when you guys are over and we're watching movie night. Uh, I don't watch TV. Then why'd you have to buy it? For Sandra and you guys. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't ever use it. I don't ever fucking watch shit. Well, I'm not like you. I rarely ever open my computer. I don't have time to watch shows and TV and movies. If you have time to watch every new movie out, if you have time to watch all these fucking shows, you ain't being very productive in life. That's all I'm saying. Is And I, I go off at you all the time because you watch a lot of TV. I would rather fucking produce. I'd rather be on the fucking cam. I'd rather be making well, videos. I'd rather be creating. But that, that is your main job. Porn is not my main job. So when I get it, done and home from work from my main job, I'm usually exhausted. Even if it wasn't my job, I would prefer to spend three days making a suit of Mandalorian Death Watch armor than watch a TV show. Well, I don't have a house either. If I had my own house with a garage, I would probably have some really good... I'd have a really good sound system in my garage and you'd see me, I'd be the only chick in the neighborhood with her car up on jack stands or up on air jacks just tweaking the fuck out of it. Yeah, I mean, I, even if I have... And yes, Nina, that's what our Betamax VCR looked like. Yeah, I, I just don't have fucking... If I have spare time, I want to spend it building a model or building another thing. I, I don't, I want to create something. I, I don't want to just, you know, watch a TV. Well, to me, it's a wasteful period of time. Back in the before times, I did have a garage. And my car is very clean now. But when I had my own garage, that car was fucking immaculate little picture they put up there. Yes, that's it. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you, Raven, about the Republicans getting mad at another toy. Oh, Jesus, what now? The new Barbie. Why? Do you they know got Barbie? their trailer trash Barbie. I mean, what are they bitching about? That's not the new Barbie. What is new Barbie fat or something? Not not sexually attractive to oh, a Republican? Oh, she's not sexually attractive. Okay, here we go. Down syndrome Barbie. Are you fucking kidding me? Swear to God, look it up. Down syndrome Barbie. I would want that just because it's so hilarious. And you can see that she has a little Down syndrome face. Down syndrome Barbie. So, yeah, uh, Barbie has decided to come out with Down syndrome Barbie. Oh, my God. I typed Down syndrome, (laughs) and the third suggested result was Down syndrome Barbie. Down syndrome Barbie, yeah. Yeah. so you can have a Down syndrome Barbie now, and she has a Down syndrome face. That is so bad. Well, I mean, it's not bad. But you know what I mean. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Here, here's my... What are your thoughts on Down syndrome Barbie before I go off of my... I mean, I don't really care. I know it's all about inclusiveness and shit, but that's almost like a river too far for me. Okay, now what I'm about to say is going to be real fucked up, but I'm sure you probably already expected that. 
<laughs> so Down syndrome affects a very, very, very small part of the population. Who the fuck are they going to sell these toys to? No girl is going to want Down syndrome Barbie. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. So, so <laughs> girls that don't have Down syndrome aren't going to want Down syndrome Barbie. So who the fuck are they going to be selling Down syndrome Barbie to? I don't know. And what's next? Uh, like um, Parkinson's Barbie, she has a vibrator machine in her, and you just click a button, <laughs> and she just starts <laughs> vibrating. You're such an asshole. Parkinson's Barbie. <laughs> I mean, what? That's that's gonna be next. Yeah, she she has a vibration unit inside of her. You hit her a little button on her back, she starts vibrating. You can call her Parkinson's Barbie. How, how about um, how about like uh, MS Barbie, and she has a cane and. And she walks, but she walks all fucked up. You're a dick. I mean, how about diabetes Barbie? And she's all fat, and she has, you have to hit her with insulin every once in a while. You know, it has a little toy insulin. I don't know. Uh... Whatever you do, Hasbro. It, it, I think it's Hasbro that does Barbie. Whatever you do, Hasbro, please. For the love of God, please, please do not make a trans Barbie. Do not, I'm, I'm sure there's already Do not one. make a transgender Barbie. Do not do that. Do not. <laughs> All you will do is get trans people killed. You saw what happened when you put our fucking face on Bud Light. They're not going to shoot up a bunch of Down syndrome people because you put them in a Barbie. Because there can be white Down syndrome people. So they won't kill those. There can be white trannies too, but they don't see us as white. Do not make a tranny Barbie. No, they don't. They, we are not white. We are just to be eliminated. They don't care what color trannies come in. All trannies bad. They don't care what color a drag queen comes in. All drag queens bad. So, yeah, do not make a trans Barbie. We do not need Kid Rock shooting it with his AR-15. Oh, I was just about to say, here, I'm going to share with you Republican Barbie in chat. This is Republican Barbie. I thought we already had that. I thought her name was uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene no, or Kellyanne Conway. That's Republican Barbie. <laughs> yeah, I thought Lauren Boebert was Republican Barbie. She is so fucking gross, though. I don't... This. Oh, God. You're getting me on something else now. When we were kids, whether you were Republican or Democrat, whether you agreed with them, whether whether they were, you know, right wing, left wing, they at least seemed intelligent, even if you didn't agree with them. Now it's like we have Down syndrome Barbie in Florida or not Florida, Georgia and Colorado. No. The thing is, white people want to believe that they're superior. A lot of white people want to believe that they're superior. But the truth is, the majority of white people are ignorant, trashy pieces of shit, fuck, mm -hmm. ignorant, inbred motherfucker, cousin fuckers. And there's a lot of garbage, garbage-ass white people. Garbage okay. white people. And the majority of the garbage-ass white people are now in the MAGA movement, and now... The, you know, this country has seen how many fucking garbage white people there are and how white people well, are horrible for this country. 
I'm originally from upstate New York, which is getting up closer to Canada. Growing up, all I heard when the South was referenced was how white trash, scumbag, ignorant, you know, uneducated Southerners were. But now that I live down here in the South, the majority of the people in the area where I grew up with were the same fucking people with different accents. It's a, like Michigan. You would not think that Michigan would be a bastion for, you know, militias and shit, but it is. Well, I would now. Well, yeah, now. After but, watching the news, I, I, yeah, I totally would believe it is. But you totally wouldn't think that people from Michigan would be that fucking ignorant and ass backwards, but they are. Yeah, they tried to the kidnap the governor, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. These people are dangerous. And some morons. of the most dangerous militias are actually based out of Michigan. And it just... I, I The two signs of ignorance, two main signs of ignorance, are religion and bigotry. And... These white people, uh, the the MAGA crowd, are, common, are combining <laughs> bigotry with religious uh, zealots. I mean, uh, Christianity is the worst fucking religion out there, hands down. You can't force my kid to take a uh, uh, vaccine, but we will force you to not be able to provide health care to your child because they're trans. Yeah, I've never had a Jewish person trying to... Uh, enforce their religion upon me. I have never had a Jewish person trying to convert me. I never had a Jewish person to try to push the religious faith on me. Never had a Muslim person trying to convert me. Never had a Muslim person trying to push their beliefs upon me. I, I've never had a Mormon try to push their beliefs on me. Mormons have their own beliefs and they'll stick to them, but I've never had them uh, push it on me. Mm-hmm. They send missionaries, but you know what? You tell missionaries, I ain't interested, they leave. But Christians are horrible. Have you seen the video of the Michigan one? I think it was Michigan woman, and um, she was in a Walmart, and she's going off on this guy about being saved. He needs to be saved, but... Her vocabulary, literally every other word, is motherfucker. I'm trying to save you, motherfucker. And it's like, I uh, I don't get it. I, I don't understand how they think that that's going to convert anyone. Well, a lot of Christians, a lot of inbred uh, ignorant Christians, bigoted Christians in this area are very small people and uh, they they feel like they have no control or, or, or power over people. But when they get religion, they're like, oh, I'm going to heaven and you aren't. I have power over you. I can condemn you to hell well, because you don't believe in what I do. Religion is just bad no matter what religion it is, but Christianity is the worst. Now... One thing I have noticed living in Kentucky and being trans and traveling as much as I do, and I may have said this before on the show, when I travel out to eastern Kentucky, there's people out there that know I'm trans that I have to deal with. No issue at all. They don't care. 
Some of them even knew me before I transitioned. Don't care. The doctors, the people with shit tons of money, don't care. It's these middle of the road, go to fucking church on Wednesday people that, like you said, feel like because they go to church, they have some kind of power over you. And that's the only thing they have going on in their lives. They're the ones that seem to have such an issue with everything. Oh, is that wheelchair Barbie? <laughs> wheelchair diversity pick Barbie. Yeah, no shit. There, that's you like- know Kid Rock's going to shoot that with an AR-15. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. after the radio show tonight, I'm going to get dressed in armor. I didn't even have to put on fucking makeup Fuck today. You. I'm dreading it. <laughs> I want... Okay, for everybody listening that, that's interested in this Mandalorian Death Watch armor photo shoot, then by all means, much later tonight, hit me up for some photos and I will send you some photos I have finished of it. But yeah, it's gonna it's it's gonna suck. It's gonna be a hot <laughs> shoot. It's gonna be miserable for me. Um I'm gonna laugh as I'm drinking my Gatorade. It's gonna be a miserable fucking shoot. But you know, it's gonna look good. So it's gonna be worth it to get those photos for you guys and to have you guys smile. You should have had titty cutouts for your boobs. Maybe we'll take, we won't publicly post this picture, but for our fans that listen to the radio show that have been listening to all this, when we do conclude the photo shoot, I will uh, have you hit record and take a quick video of me taking off that helmet where they can see the fucking sweat. Okay, because I thought me. you were going to want me to get into this video. No, and no, I was no, like, no, I no. got no fucking makeup on. No, when we're ready to wrap, I'll say, okay, go ahead and hit record. And then I'll take off the helmet and the breastplate. See how show, nasty yeah. and sweaty you are? Let them see what I've been going through during the shoot. and Let them see all the fucking sweat Wait, rolling down Wait, but you won't face. have makeup on either. No. Well, I guess if you will, I will. <laughs> no, I won't. I just, I just don't want you slathered in makeup looking fly as fuck even though you're sweaty and gross and then me standing next to you looking normal. Yeah, but girl, we might have to end this show a little early. Why? What's going on? Oh, okay. All right. Then we, end us. All right, end people. End us and we'll get it taken care of. Yeah, we love you and we'll talk to you later. Peace. Bye, guys. Hi, guys. I have some fun on there. Anyway, I'm going to suck your fucking dick. <laughs>